woke you up this morning, started you on your way. Let's thank him for all his many blessings, for walking, for waking us up this morning. So let us rejoice in the goodness of the Lord. We want to welcome you to our live stream and in-person service on this second Sunday of December. The Bible says in Psalm 33, 1 through 4, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is calmly for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. Come on, let's praise him in song by singing together. Oh, give thanks. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a brand new day. We 
thank you for the second Sunday in Advent, one in which you said if we trust and obey, you would increase our faith. So, Lord, as we come today, we just want to thank you, give you honor and glory as we cross the threshold of this great church. We come, Lord, just to celebrate you, lift you up, and bless your holy name. We pray, Father God, this morning for all those in the presence of the Lord. We pray, Father God, that as we go through this season, that we remember and be reminded the reason for the season. Lord, we realize that you're coming back, and you told us to get ready. So, Lord, as each day passes, help us. Help us as only you can to get ready for your return. We don't know the day, the hour, or the time. But, Lord, in these circumstances, we are looking for you. So, Lord, as we come today, we just ask a blessing upon this service. We ask a blessing upon Reverend Jackson as he will bring us a word from you. We pray, Father God, that you anoint him afresh. Give him the voice to say what you want us to hear. And, Lord, we just ask another blessing upon Pastor Paul and his accompaniment. May the music resound and heaven open her gates. We pray, Father, for the families, the children. We we pray for those that are preparing for the Christmas season. Those that are live streamed that could not be here but wanted to be here, we want you to hold them in the hollow of your hand. And, Lord, as we go forward, we just ask a blessing upon our pastor and his wife and the other deacons that went with him uh, this morning to celebrate another one of his colleagues. And we'll be careful to give you praise, honor, and glory this morning and each day forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Our responsive scripture reading found on the screens before you. It is about God's providential care, Psalm 91. Be reading from the King James Version. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide upon the shadow of the Almighty. He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. In truth shall be thy shield and honor. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that fleeth by day. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold the Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. 
Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, and the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Altogether, in life, will I satisfy him and show him salvation. Praise God for his word. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him. congregational hymn. Glory be to God on high.
is our custom. We have Janet Ashton coming to us to give us our welcome this morning. Janet, if you would. Good morning, church family. Good morning. How are you doing today? Praise the Lord. Um, my name is Janet Nancy Ashton, and I'm here to welcome friends and family visiting us today, both in, in, in service and in person and online. Amen. Do we have any first-time visitors here? Can you please stand and tell us your name? Welcome. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Welcome, welcome home. Welcome home. Mm But I have a message. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Amen. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I have a message from the Lord, and I'm going to read here from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 to through to 13. But now, thus says the Lord. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as, I, as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange of you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, people in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Bring out the people who are blind, yet have eyes, who are deaf, yet have ears. All the nations gather together, and the people assemble. Who among them can declare this and show us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to prove them right, and let them hear and say it is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I am the Lord, 
and beside me there is no savior. I declared and saved and proclaimed. When there was no strange God among you, when there was no strange God among you, and you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and I am God. Also henceforth I am he. There is none, there is none who can deliver from my hand. I work and who can who can turn it back. Amen. This is assurance and a promise from God. Please hold on to it and God will be with you. Hold on to God's unchanging hands and we'll keep you together. In Second Baptist, we always love to welcome our people, our visitors. For the first time, you are a visitor. Second time, you are a family. Welcome and enjoy the service. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jan. Just a few announcements. As always, our church theme for 2023 has been Together in Christ, and we are stirring the pot for 24. And uh, be prayerful and be engaged when you hear it at the beginning of the new year. Our church virtual business meeting. All right, can I see the hands of all the members? Don't be shy. The hand up. All right. Don't take out your pencils and papers, but just be mindful that at 7 p.m. On, on December 14th, we have a virtual church meeting. And we would like to see all of you there on Zoom. That's how we do it. Now, I'm going to be out of town, but I'll be on Zoom, 7 o'clock. There's nothing else going on at 7 o'clock but the church business meeting. So I'm going to be prayerful that I see a lot of you there, wherever you may be, at 7 p.m. on December the 14th. Our Christmas Eve morning worship service. Please take note that our December 24th Christmas Eve morning worship service will take and begin at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So if you're accustomed to catching the spiritual Christian bus a little later, tell the driver to move it up. We're going to start at 10. We are excited and looking forward to a great time of worship. And afterwards, we plan on having a fellowship where we can sit down and, and, and talk about the coming of the Lord and just greet each other in the name of Christ. Now, there will be there's a sign-up sheet outside on the bulletin board. And you can't hide now because there's a cookbook out in your name. So if you have some amnesia, you got your cookbook, go ahead and uh, put your finger in there and pull something out. But that, that will be uh, after our morning worship service on Christmas Eve. Amen? Amen. And watch night service is Sunday, December 31st 
at 1030. Come and join us and we bring in the new as we bring in the new year, thanking God for all he has blessed us with during the past year. If you made it thus far, you'll make it till the end of the year and keep your hand in his hand and just ask that he continue to supply his hedge of protection around you. Amen. Amen. So at this time, it's offering time. Now, don't get scared. Just because we have a business meeting coming up, we're, 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 we're doing fine, but God blesses a cheerful giver. So we have three ways in which we give here at Second Baptist. For in person, you can place your tithes and offerings in the offering box in the back of the church. Uh, online, please use the giving button on our church website to submit your tithes and offerings. By mail, you can mail your tithes and offerings directly to the church. And we'll do it that way. Let us bow our head in prayer. Eternal God, O oh gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. We thank you for the resources that you have blessed us with. And now we return a portion of that which you have so richly given unto us. Bless those that were able to give. Bless those who wanted to give but absolutely could not. We ask that you continue to bless Second Baptist in a mighty way. And we'll be careful to give you praise, honor, and glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray that all say amen. Amen. So at this point, we're going to pivot, and we're going to let Pastor Caldwell do what he does. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus. Great is the Lord, and he is greatly to be praised. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Thomas encourages us to enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his court with praise. Jesus with his worship song of this morning. gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. And I will say this is the day 
Missing the uh, tribute to uh, Advent, so I would like to have uh, church clerk stand to the podium here. Oh, here she comes. Here she is. Jackie got it. Thank you, Jackie, for rescuing me. <laughs> First, I'd like to give honor to God and to my Lord and Savior Jesus from the pulpit to the pews. And all of those who are online, good morning. Good morning. Okay, without that, I can't. 
today we celebrate the second week of Advent. Advent means coming. It's the season of anticipation, expectation of the second coming of Jesus Christ. We're celebrating the birth of Christ. It is a season of family, reflections, forgiveness, and prayer. Advent is celebrated the four Sundays before Christmas. The symbol of Advent the symbols of Advent are three purple candles, one pink candle, one white candle, which is Christ's candle, is lit on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. A candle is lit weekly. A circle wreath made of evergreen symbolizes the everlasting love of Christ. The table covered with a purple cloth symbolizes royalty. Today we're celebrating the second Sunday of Advent, the first being hope, the second peace. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We look at peace in many different ways. One way is a baby who is sleeping peacefully, a spring rain, a soft snow, arms wrapped purposely around someone you love. The dictionary says the absence of war or chaos, a right relish, a right relationship with God or Jesus, a good relationship among people, an individual virtue or state that is tranquility and serenity. Our spirit tells us the meaning of peace is knowing that the Lord of the universe is by your side and rest in that. The dove symbolizes the peace of the Father as it descends from heaven to tell his son, well done. Most of us know what it means when we extend our arm and go like this. Everybody knows what that means, doesn't it? Peace, not war. As we light the candles, let us remember that God calls us to have peace with one another. And let us pray a prayer of peace. Lord Jesus, you are our Prince of Peace and the captain, captain of our storm. When, you're, when our circumstances are overwhelming and you seem far away, 
we ask that you would remind us that your presence is with us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last night, uh, we had an opportunity to go out with our food truck. And I woke up this morning I, to go to the bathroom, and I'm thinking, what is wrong with my knees? i got to hold on to the rail to keep from falling. And it's telling me, well, you should stay home and rest today. But a voice came to me and said, no, you're going to see the right doctor. The only one. So I thought about this song. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. I did not trust the sweetest pain, but holy leading on Jesus' name. On Christ's precious Heavenly Father it is again Lord that you allow us an opportunity to come into your house Lord to lift up your name to give you praise and honor for there is no other name that I know that we could call on where we, where we shall be saved but the name of Jesus alone coming in your precious name this morning Lord Jesus we ask you Lord God to Bless our pastor as he's going out into the vineyard this morning to preach the word to someone else. I know that pastor has many callings. Not only does he preach here, but he often has to go other places. Go to homes and pray for those that are sick. Go into the hospital and visit those that are sick. Father, we just thank you this morning for the man that you have placed here. Ask you to bless him just today, Lord God, him and his family. We come to you this morning, Father God, asking blessing upon our members, our visitors, and even our pastor that's going to bring the word today. Lord God, as I, as I stand this morning, I realize, as Pastor would say, when I look back over my life and see where you have brought me from, and I see the Lord, you have brought me from a mighty long ways. I may not even deserve to be here today, Lord God, but because of your grace and your mercy, you allowed me this opportunity. Lord, we ask you to bless each and every one of us the sound of our voices this morning. We ask you, oh God, that you would just touch those that are sick and shouting this morning. And Father, during this holiday season, there are those that can't afford things that some of us can. So we ask you, God, to be a blessing unto them. Allow us to open up our hearts to them, Lord, that they may be able to have a better Christmas than they might have. Lord, we ask you to bless the word this morning. Touch somebody this morning, Father God, that may not know you. Touch somebody, God, this morning that may not say there is no God. But, Lord God, we know that you are God and you're God all by yourself. You don't really need us, Lord God, but you give us an opportunity to walk in your light, to walk 
in your path to serve as you have served us. So, Father, we ask you to bless everything we do and say here to there today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. After service, if I could see the uh, Peters family over here on the on the corner. Thank you. Praise God. As many of you guys know, I'm from a very large family. I'm the youngest of twelve children. Amen. And my mother, uh, she had a gift for singing, you know, and uh, she never had to worry about an audience. She sit us all down and she just go over work singing mostly hymns and gospel songs. But there was one song she sang around Christmas time and go where I send you, I'll send I send you. The song talked about going and talking about Jesus. So I'm going to put an interpretation on that song. She didn't quite say it this way, but I want to express it like this.
what he's talking about, right? Born in Bethlehem. Saw the birth certificate. A little lonely manger. What kind of God sends his son to be born in a manger? The king of kings, the Lord of lords, born in a manger. But I thank him for that. Because now he can relate to me in my lonely states. When everything looks like it's going wrong and nothing's going right, can I get an amen? Hey, it's Christmas, everybody. God bless you. Good morning. I'm going to pay a careful homage to, again, send prayers and wishes to Pastor Hamlin, who is over at Mount Olive church over Pottstown celebrating the 27th anniversary of a ball. Got a couple deacons over there. Hey, Sharp went over and uh, Rodney Busby and Sister Nancy Busby over there. So send your wishes to them. Because we're on the move. It's not just these walls. You know, the word has to get out. And if not us, then who? If not now, then when? It's time, church. It's a perfect time to to really grasp what this season entails. I don't want anybody getting caught up. Because it's so easy to happen. The trees, the ornaments. You know, I even got the chance to put the, the, uh, the crowning bow up on the, on the tree this year. Felt good about it, you know. But it's not really what it's all about. Because somebody somewhere can't afford a tree. Somebody somewhere is going to get up and there's no presents under. Might be no food on the table. Might be laid up in a hospital bed. Well, that means Christmas is canceled. No Christmas because there's none of that stuff. No. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day, another opportunity to open up your word, to lift you up, to give you the glory. We're asking, dear Lord, that you would now set us straight so that our ears are made ready to hear and our hearts, dear Lord, are are melted, dear Lord, for you. Grant us the peace that we talked about in this Advent season and the hope that we heard about last year, dear Lord, as we enter into this precious time. Let us not take anything for granted. We owe you everything. We invite the Holy Spirit into this service, dear Lord. Bless each and every heart that's been gathered, those here and those on live stream, dear Lord. Bless in such a way, dear Lord, that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your presence is near. Fill to overflow. It's time for thy servant, your son, to step down. And for you to take full control. I need you to be Lord of my life. Use me as a willing vessel. So that the words that proceed from my mouth not come from man, but from on high. To God be the glory. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Thank you, dear Lord, my 
prayer is that no one leave this place today unsaved. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, I want to get personal with you today. It's not my normal style. It's not my normal way. But who am I? When the Lord says go, you go. He says do it, you do it. Time to get personal. And I got a secret to tell you. Everybody likes a good secret. A wonderful thing about this secret is you don't have to keep it to yourself. In fact, I want you to tell everybody that you know about this secret. I'm going to let the Apostle Paul in today and call upon Paul to death. I said, Paul, I need you, man. You brought the subject up. After all, it was you who, who wrote it in the scripture through the gift of God. Tell us the secret today, Paul, in this holy Advent season. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter. We'll be in the tenth verse. And the word of God says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. May the Lord add a blessing upon his already blessed word. God bless you. you may be seated. We're going to take a few moments to examine the letter written by Paul to the Philippians. This letter of thanks, a letter of greeting and exhortation, which is essentially an invitation. The Philippians had sent Paul a gift. This was a gift sent by a messenger named Ephroditus. It was a special gift. This was a gift that came at a time when Paul needed it the most. Have you ever received a gift when you really needed it? Boy, that's a good gift. You remember that gift. You're cold. Somebody gave you a winter coat. Hallelujah. You had holes in your shoes and somebody got you a new pair of shoes. Hallelujah. You were thirsty and somebody gave you a Starbucks card. Went on down and got a hot cup of coffee. Well, he needed this gift. He needed it uh, at a time when uh, things weren't always looking so well. And I have a sneaking suspicion. I'm not speaking in terms of knowing exactly, but I got a sneaking suspicion, Reverend Tolan, that not everything is going right for everybody at this moment. I may be wrong. And um, 
I invited a friend of mine, a friend and colleague, Reverend Jerry Smoyer, Reverend Dr. Jerry Smoyer and his wife, lovely wife, Nancy. Uh, he's my mentor. I studied under Jerry for four years and got licensed and ordained under the tutelage, and I appreciate it. Thank you. And I called you today to come out and hear because there, at one point in my life, uh, you had sent a letter. You were in India, and you're uh, working at your ministry, uh, uh, missionary camp, preaching and teaching to thousands of Christian Indian people. And it was a gift that came to me at a time when I needed it the most. Things weren't looking right. Things seem to be, I seem to be dwelling on the tough moments, the tough parts. And we all do it. That's why I say it's time to get personal. It's no more time to play around with, with the gospel, with, with what Jesus has done for us. We need to get involved. And a lot of that means we've got to look inside. Well, Jerry, you wrote me a letter one day, and I'm going to share it with the congregation because I think it's pertinent to this subject. And you said, coming to India got rid of all my problems. And I had to put the letter down right at that moment. I said, how did that happen? He went to India, now he's got no more problems. He said, we started the morning by going to the orphanage, Pastor Moses, church's sponsors. Pastor Moses was a colleague of ours over at uh, Main Street. I see the 20 children there every year, and they remember me as the man who does tricks. Jerry does tricks. Keeps the kids engaged. Magical tricks, and they're like, oh, wow, Jesus is real. And he does it very well, and, it, and it's just him as part of his personality. He says, I talk to them about Jesus being our friend, so we are never alone. The room we met in, where they put their floor mats to sleep, all their personal belongings are in a pigeonhole in the wall. They will live here until they're old enough to get a job and live on their own. I have no problem. Then I spoke to the leprosy colony, the people again, and I do this every year. We are also getting to know each other. I spoke about Job's faith, despite his suffering. Then I handed 60 of them bags of flour. I had to carefully balance them on their palms, for many of them didn't have any fingers. And I had to be very careful because they didn't have any toes on their feet. They were crippled. No, I have no problems at all. Our next stop was one of the sewing schools his church uses for outreach. I talked about Tabitha, the sower, and how God brought her back to life to show that Jesus is the only God and he loves us. I was able to present the gospel very clearly to them. Fourteen Hindu girls were there between the ages of 16 and 20. Most had one 
two, or even three children. Their husbands had been chosen for them. Some had good men. Many did not. They grew up in fear and darkness, not having been taught about Jesus. And as women, they had little value. Nope. No problems here. In the afternoon, we had an unscheduled pastor's conference for men in Hyderabad who had heard me before and wanted to get together with me. I spent the afternoon leading a workshop about how to study the Bible and develop a sermon. I was greatly encouraged by these familiar men who minister in the city that had the most pastors killed of any place in India last year. Absolutely no problems here. In the early evening, we went to visit some of the slum churches they led. Words can't describe the total abject poverty that these people live in with no hope of ever getting better. It's amazing. People can survive like that. But they do. And the Christians have a smile and a joy unseen among many others. Nope. Definitely, I do not have any problems. None at all. Do you? Thank you for that letter. The same situation fell upon the Apostle Paul. He needed a helping hand. He was faced with a tremendous problems and circumstances. He never asked the Philippians for anything. He merely placed the need before them and trusted God to meet his needs. He was in prison with impending death over his head. Situations, personal problems heavy, hard to get into the Christmas spirit, hard to really feel like everybody is joyous and singing carols down the street. In Philippians 4 and 10, which today's scripture lesson text is entitled, The Secret of Contentment, it said in verse 10, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. We'll stop right there. Paul said that he rejoiced greatly in the Lord. How many of us can say that we have recently rejoiced greatly in the Lord? Anybody? I fear that many more of us could say that more recently we complained to the Lord about our current struggles. Lord, it's Christmas. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no tree. Well, I got a tree, but I got to put it up. So many things. Why, Lord? Why does it have to be so hard? This is how we react. It's our, it's our human state. How can you ever know that God can solve problems if you never face a hard problem in your life? 
Philippians had always showed concern for Paul. They loved him. They loved him and the God that he served. According to Scripture, they merely lacked the opportunity to show how concerned they truly were. The Christian Indian people loved Pastor Smoya and always showed concern for his well-being. They just lacked the opportunity to show it until now. I don't have any money, but I'm going to show you a smile. I know all my earthly possessions are in a little pigeonhole over here, and I'm sleeping on a mat on the floor, and there ain't nowhere else I can go until I get of age where I can get a job and move out of this orphanage, but I'm going to let you know I love you. Merry Christmas. May God bless you. There are those who love you and are concerned for you. They are waiting for an opportunity to show it. If you don't believe me, just keep on living. When hard times come, and they will, can I get an amen? amen. Write a letter to Jesus. In the letter, tell him to give you faith and courage to see your way through your struggle. He will answer you by and by. And I'm not going to ask you to do anything I wouldn't do myself. And I'll explain it in a little bit. The Lord is in the business of answering prayer. I'm realizing that now because things aren't always going to be great. But that's when I seem to be at my best with the Lord when I'm at my weakest. Somebody told me it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. And without the situations that you're dealing with right now, many of us wouldn't be here today. We'd be out gallivanting, walking the world, thinking that we got everything under control. Oh, I got money in my pocket. I got a big house, a fancy car. I got it all. But when it hits the fan... You ain't got nothing. You're spiritually bankrupt. It's easy when you go up the, the easy side of the mountain. But when you go up the rough side of the mountain and you slip and fall, you can grab onto a branch or a stone or a rock. When you go up the easy side, you slip and fall, you go all the way down. You got nothing to hold on to. That is the lesson for today in the secret of being content. To take your situation and thank God for it. He loves you that much that he would allow that into your life. The Lord is in the business of answering prayer. And he wants you to know that hard times won't always last. But the faith that you gain in Jesus will last a lifetime. Even into eternity. When we get into heaven, we're going to be talking about how we made it over.
Can I get an amen? Thank you, Jesus, for hard times this Christmas. In uh, Philippians 4.11. In verse 11 it says, I am not saying this because I am in need. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. To be content despite the circumstances? That's easy for you to say, Paul. You don't know my circumstance. I've just been diagnosed with a terminal illness, you could say. Or my child didn't come home last night, and I fear for his or her safety. Someone could be saying, my husband just left me, and no note, no nothing, and my bills are due. Someone could say, I've made a mistake, and I, I, I may have to go to prison. These are legitimate problems. Long-term illness, unemployment, car accidents, nervous breakdowns, the list goes on and on. Yet the message is still clear. Despite the circumstances, I have learned to be content whatever the situation. I emphasize that again. I have learned. I had to be taught that. I had to learn not by reading some book. I had to learn not by going to some workshop or some seminar. I had to learn because I had to go through. I've learned because I have seen the Lord work in my life. When the chips were down, when I had nowhere else to turn, with tear-stained eyes, friends all gone, money ran out, nowhere to turn, Jesus showed up. I don't know how he did it. But he did it for me. I've learned to be content whatever the circumstance. In Philippians 4 and 12. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every and every situation. Whether well fed or hungry. Whether living in plenty or in want. Amen. The Lord has given this message because he wants us all to learn how to live this way. You're not here by accident. This message is personal. We're all going through something. Every last one of you. No one goes unscathed. And that is the gift of this Christmas. Here, I love you, my child. 
I'm going to give you a little bit of oomph so that you won't forget to get down on your knees. I love you that much. I know it's hard, and I know you think that sometimes I don't hear your prayers, and I know you think that sometimes I'm miles away. I'm right here. I love you more than you can imagine. He wants you to know what it is to be in need. Just like those little children. Just like those lepers. Sneeze. He wants you to feel that. Anybody here in need? I know I need some tissues. I know that. I know he does this to me because it keeps me humble. I don't want this to see this side of me. I don't want that. Trust me, uh, it's been many times, just me and the Lord, those midnight hours, But also, this Christmas, the Lord wants you to know how to have plenty, too. Peace in your home. He's got it. Peace in your family. We're talking about peace, right? This is the Advent season, right? God's got it. Pastor preached on it a few weeks ago. Chill out. God's got it. What are you worried about? My dad would always say, pray about everything, son. Worry about nothing. He wants you to have laughter. My God has a tremendous sense of humor. Have you cracking up over to some of the craziest things? Because he's like that. That's love. My dad would always tell me, you know you love someone when you can laugh uncontrollably in their presence. That's love. He wants you to experience grandchildren and having successful grandchildren. That's a, that's a luxury. Childbirth in your family. Your family line is extended. He wants that for you. My God wants you to have money in the bank. To be a, a, a lender and not a borrower. He's got it all. He wants you to have stress-free living. Do you think it is going to be hard all the time? Wouldn't nobody follow him if it was hard all the time? The Lord wants you to have plenty to spare. He has cattle on a thousand hills. He has streets that are paved with gold. There is no sorrow or sighing. There's no more illness in the heaven that he has created. He's got whatever you need. No matter what the circumstance, Jesus is calling us to learn just now how to be content despite the circumstance. Paul says in verse 12, I have learned the secret of contentment. Tell us, Paul, what is the secret? Well, in verse 13 of Philippians 4, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. 
secrets out. This is the secret of living in total contentment. Not by your own power. Don't be fooled. If you rely on your own power to live with contentment, you will fail. You are not strong enough to live this way on your own. At the first sign of trouble, you will cry, you'll fuss, you'll complain, all in the first few minutes. Am I right? Paul said he could do everything, including handling poverty and living in abundance, through him who gave him strength. It is Jesus who is the giver of all good gifts. So what? You can't afford that big luxury gift this year. God can. So what? I'm content with what you have for me, Lord. If I wake up and there's no presents under the tree, that's all right. I got the bigger piece, the bigger part that goes beyond what I can see. It doesn't rust over. It don't need batteries. It doesn't fail and have to go to the shop. It's always there when I need it. That's what I really want this Christmas. I want to be content with what I have right now. Jesus can give us the strength to stand up against any test that would try to weigh us down. And Jesus can give us the strength not to judge our circumstances, but to give thanks for them. It is Jesus, the giver of good gifts. When tough times come your way, take a moment and write a letter to Jesus. Tell him all about it. Jesus will hear you. More importantly, you will have a written account of your circumstance and will be able to look back on it as a means of renewed strength for the future. Paul has led us into one of the Bible's many secrets. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. May God bless you and the situation that you find yourself in today. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. I promised you that if I asked you to write a letter, and I, I really mean that, try it. Turn the TV off for a minute and write a letter. I did. And it said this, Dear Jesus, I write this letter to you because I believe that you hear me and love me. As you know, the loss of my wife and my job in the past two years have changed me in countless ways. I have learned that you are the one thing in my life that remains constant. All of the ground, as Deke sang, is sinking sand. That's the spirit working. He knew all about the letter and called the, the song. He keeps doing it over and over and over and over. And all of the ground is sinking sand and can be taken at any time. 
Understand this. You have blessed me with two beautiful children, Joshua and Naomi. I realize that they are your children and are merely on loan to me. I must stay strong for them. You have blessed me with parents who love me and are still alive at 83 years of age. I have placed all into your hand. My family, my health, my home, my career, and future are all yours. Some wonder how I keep going on. I rely totally on you to see me through. I will continue in service, prayer, and Bible reading. See me through, Lord. Grant me the victory. In Jesus' name, David M. Jackson. not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. There may be one who is in search of a church home and you're in need. These men, these deacons, will extend their hands as a, as a, a way to see that God essentially is opening his arms to you. Now it might be a good time to say, Lord, save me. I want to dedicate the rest of my life to serving you. It's cold out here, Lord. My friends aren't always around. But I need you to be my friend. I'm asking you, dear Lord, to touch my heart. To turn me around. Regulate my mind. And give me a new life in you. And Lord, I'm looking for a church home where I can be around other believers. People who are destined to enter into your, into your gates for eternity, dear Lord. I want to be around that in this lifetime. Help me to find a church home where I can show my talents, my treasures, and all that I have in, in service to you. So that when praying days are over, dear Lord time for us to meet face to face where we all have to go one day I want to hear you say that faithful servant faithful over a few things now I'm going to make you ruler over many I ask all of this in Jesus name save me Lord save me in Jesus name amen Circumstances, we're going to call an altar call. If there's anybody in here that wants to bring your circumstance to the altar, let's pray about it. I don't want anybody to leave this place without the blessing of the whole hand of God on them. Far too often we leave and we go back into our situations. And we don't have that, that, that firm grip. Come on, come on, come on. 
bring it all. The good and the bad, bring it all. Let them come from near and far, from the cities and the towns. Let them come. As we've been made humble, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for our circumstances. Thank you, dear Lord, that it took a a lowly manger scene to bring us to our knees and understand that you are the God of the lowly. You know where we are. Reveal yourself to us, dear Lord, by your word. We're not asking you to remove the situation, just to increase our awareness of you. We're not asking for anything special, dear Lord, just your life. Live through us. Grant us, dear Lord, what we need, and that is you, your son Jesus. Bless our families, our homes, our friends, our neighbors, dear Lord. Bless our country. Bless the world around us. Bless, dear Lord, those countries that are struggling in the, in the battle scenes now. Bless us, dear Lord, with a newfound hope during this Advent season. And grant us peace as you're so able to do. We thank you, dear Lord, that your children have come forward and say, yes, I do believe, Lord. I'm not going to judge my circumstance. I'm going to keep my eyes stayed on you. It's like Peter was able to walk on the water when he kept his eyes on Jesus. He only sank when he took his eyes away. Same too with us, Lord. Let us keep our eyes on you. So that you may lead us home. That's where we want to be. That's where we need to be. Bless us and encourage us, dear Lord. So that when praying days are over and it's time to lay our head down, Let our thought be, my, wasn't it good to have been in the house of the Lord. Bless us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And may the grace of God be with you and sustain you, to hold you up, to give you peace, to give you hope, and to give you joy. Until we meet again, church, may God be with you. And the church came together with one voice and said, Amen.